Unity. 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 Podcast. By Embryo Critchfield, a project by the WKU Talisman. I have Nyla Rogers, and I want to say thank you for being a part of Unity Podcast. Um, in this episode, we're speaking to her because she's involved with the Intercultural Student Engagement Center Academy, um, which is basically a program that allows people that are underrepresented, um, Pell Grant recipients, to kind of get vantage points on making sure they graduate in four years. So thanks, Nyla, for being here. Um, so what role would you say that ISEC has had in playing a part in your college experience? For me, ISEC has given me a home away from home. Um, I live eight hours away. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. So like, I didn't know anyone here. Everybody at least knew one person or they came from like Louisville or Lexington or Nashville. So like somebody knew somebody or they knew a friend of a friend. I did not know anybody at all when I came here. So ISEC gave me a type of home, a community that I could be involved with, that I could talk to. I have adults that I can go to with anything, whether it's personal, social, like school stuff. Just recently, I was really stressed about signing up for classes, and um, they're really, you know, not supposed to help, but they do anything they can. They will set you up with people who can help you, who are experts. They connect you with people. So basically, it's just they help you with anything and everything. They give me a home. I feel like I'm family. Um, shout out to Miss Angie. <laughs> She's literally like my mom away from home. So, yeah. And what would you say is the hardest part of living so far away from home? Well, I'm used to always having not necessarily a posse, but somebody around me that I can talk to at all times. Like, I'm used to having friends. It doesn't matter, like, what cultural background or anything. But I had, like, no one when I came here. So it was a little, like, different. Like, I'm used to talking to people. I'm used to doing stuff with people. I'm used to playing, I don't know, video games or going to see a game or something like that with people. But I literally didn't know anyone, so I was just by myself. And I talk a lot more than people would think but I didn't know anybody so I had to get used to my surroundings therefore I couldn't really talk that much because I had to like observe you know what I shouldn't and should not say or so I just I don't know it was a little different for me and how would you describe the difference because I know you said you used to have a posse when you're in high school Mm -hmm. what's the difference between that is that different in any way than being here it is um my high school career I went to an international all-girls boarding school so it's very different our graduating class was 45, so uh, it was like a culture shock when I came here. But not I shouldn't say a posse, but I'm used to having someone to talk to, regardless of race, um, age, or whatever, religion. But um, here, it was just uncomfortable for me to start talking to people. Like, I had to listen first. I had to observe first. I don't know. It's just really different. Like, I'm used to talking to everyone I never had like a set group of friends therefore I always had someone to talk to because like when my main group of friends wasn't here you know I can go chill with other friends but here I just I didn't have that so I had to get used to it really and I know that you're a part of the honors college and uh, ISEC which are kind of totally different mm-hmm. uh, kind of cultural groups and what they talk about um, what would you say <clears throat> like what difficulties are there in being a part of two different groups that don't really interconnect there's good and bad things about it. Um, I think the good thing is that I know I can be immersed in both sides. Or that's a good thing for me, really. I know that I could, you know, hang out with my majority minority friends, really, and be fine and hang out with my, I guess, majority or my Caucasian friends, really, and be fine, too. But the difference is, like, I feel like when I go to my 
African-American side, I feel like I have to change myself just a little bit to be more immersed within the culture because it's not, like, if I say, use certain big words or say certain things, they'll be like, oh, well, why are you talking like that? Or, like, you sound white or other things like that. But um, if I go, like, with my white friends or Caucasian friends, it's just, like, they don't really care. But um, it's still, like, you still feel a little out of place with them, too, as well, because I can't do everything that they do, obviously, and I wouldn't anyway because, you know, it's just how it works. But um, it's just different. You just have to learn how to live on both sides, like, being in the not Yeah, really, I'm in the middle, honestly. But, like, I don't know. It's just a difference. You get used to it, at least I have, because my – majority of my school career has been in private school so I've always been within the like Caucasian white community um like school wise but I've always had to go home to like my black family and be immersed in my black community so I just I've I think I've gotten used to it really because I've done it for a long time so and for those that are kind of unfamiliar with having to be a part of two different communities what do you feel like you have to pick who you are or how do you kind mm. of get that blend <laughs> of being you and being fine with it it's I say I struggled a lot in elementary and middle school. I really did. I never wore my hair natural. I never, well, I think the last time I really wore barrettes in my hair was, like, third grade. Um, I hated getting my hair braided. I hated matching all the time. Well, it's a funny story. My mom always wanted me to match, but I hated it because no one else did. Everyone else could walk to school with wrinkled clothes. I couldn't. Everyone else could wear Crocs. I couldn't, but... It took me a while to get used to it. I had, I felt like I had to conform myself with the community, with their culture, because that's all I was around in school and stuff like that. But eventually, towards middle school, also, I did also have another problem with, like, weight issues, because naturally, as an African-American female, I'm more, like, my bones are, like, a little bigger. I have more breasts. or They're, like, naturally bigger. So I, around sixth grade, hit puberty and nobody else was and I just was so uncomfortable like I'd never like even in the locker rooms I never took off my clothes I had to go to the bathroom and change because I just felt really uncomfortable but you just well for me it was really the support of my family because like they knew who I am who I was who I am I just you have to be yourself um that's all I can say like I think I'm pretty good with that because I can wear I don't know like, I can wear any type of clothing that I want to, matching, not matching. I can dress preppy one day. I can dress, uh, what's the word, I guess chic or whatever, cool, <laughs> the other day. I can wear Jordans. I can wear L.L. Bean. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, wear what you want to wear. Look like what you want to look like. Have your own personality because it's you. You can't confine to everybody's standards. So that's just how it is. And wh- how would you say that you're doing as far as finding your place in WKU and where mm-hmm. you kind of mix? Well, WKU, um, it was really hard for me at first because I was, well, when I started the ISEC program, <laughs> I was only around African Americans. And honestly, I was really nervous at first because even the African Americans that I was around, like back home, had the same, not issues, but they were in the same predicament that I was. We had all went to school together since like forever. So they were kind of like me. But here, these were a different type of African-Americans that have not had the same type of environment that I have. So I was like, you know, I can't go up here talking about certain stuff because they'll be like, what are you talking about or other stuff? So, you know, like I said before, I just observed. But um, I, like, fell in love with the community because, like, I just, I don't know, I love my culture and where I came from. 
And then being in the ISEC for those, like, three days before school started, when everyone else came to school, it was, like, not really a culture shock, but I was just like, wow, like, it's really not just us, you know. I realized that I slightly changed who I was to fit in, but then I realized, like, you know, can't do that. But WKU here, I've felt comfortable at WKU. I, no one has made me feel uncomfortable. No one has said anything, anything to me that's just signified any type of ignorance or anything like that. But I think WKU is an amazing school because it's technically a PWI, but to me it doesn't really feel. I mean, you feel it, but you don't. There's some aspects, and then there's not. Like, I just And then there's a lot of international people here that I don't think other people account for or even try to interact with. When you have international friends or friends from like other countries, it's amazing Like when they share their culture with you. So I think WKU is, even though it's technically a PWR, I personally don't feel it. And I'm African-American, so, you know. And a lot of times people often question what it's like being a minority in, mm-hmm. in the Honors College. Um, what would you kind of count your experience as being like? Ooh, I, see, I, it's really weird for me because I've done this for a majority of my life. So I don't feel, it doesn't feel any different from me in elementary school or middle school or high school. So if I could give advice to anyone, a minority in the same situation, it's just think about the long run. Like for me, I'm really struggling right now with my flagship. I'm in the Chinese flagship as well. And I'm the only, well, at least in my first year, I'm the only African-American female in there. And it's, the class is really hard, basically, but I just keep telling myself, it's going to pay off. Like, when you're making millions and millions and your friends are working for you, like, just keep going. Like, so for me, I just have to motivate myself. Just don't try not to think about what other people think about you or how they perceive your skin color because it, it's not always true. It's just stereotypes, so. And what do you see your role being? I mean, you have, like, three more years ahead of you and the spring semester. <laughs> yes. What do you see your role being on campus? That's a great question. I've, I'm one of those people who, when I first got here, I went to the club fair, and I signed up for any and everything and probably only committed to, like, one or two clubs out of, like, the five or six I signed up for. So for me personally, I think I still have time, and I actually need to be more involved like I said, I was going to do better, you know. But as a first year, I just feel like I've been not boggled down, but I just feel weighted down by my homework and studying and all that other stuff. So I haven't really been as involved as I would like to, but I think I would like to. I don't know. I feel like around my sophomore year, I'll probably get a little better. So, Well, is there anything you want to add about your experience here at WKU or emerging that I didn't ask you? If I could, I don't I literally say the same thing over and over again, but just be yourself. You don't have to be different because you think you should fit in with a certain group of people. If anything, being by yourself is the best kind of thing because on the weekends, I just be in my bed, you know, chilling. I think I watch some cartoons, do some homework. But being by yourself is not a bad thing. It doesn't mean you're lonely. It doesn't mean you're uncool or, like, you have no friends. Like, it just means you have time to focus on you, do what you need to do to get where you need to be. Like, not everything's about what everyone looks at, like how everyone looks at you. So just be you, basically. And you did speak about what does unity look like here at WKU? 
What do you mm. think that you would like unity to look like? I think I would officially feel unity when I could bring some of my ISEC friends <laughs> to some of my Chinese activities and some of my Chinese friends to my ISEC activities or my ISEC friends to my <laughs> honors college activities. It's just I think I would feel a unity when I know I could bring my friends around each other comfortably without it being like awkward or without people making faces or whatever. Unity to me is just like when you can chill with someone regardless of their skin, their age, their race, or like religion basically. And you can just talk about whatever life, uh, schoolwork, social activities, whatever basically. So that would be my visual of unity. So. Perfect. Well, thank you for coming and being interviewed. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unity Podcast. In this episode, we heard from Nyla Rogers, a WKU freshman who is getting acquainted with the WKU community. You can now listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes at Unity Podcast or on the WKU Talisman website.